Uh-huh. I know what you're thinking. Is this the booth drafting the circuits? Three-way theater or the Kevin Jackson show? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I kinda lost track myself here on Hoobazoo.com. So, do you feel lucky, punk? Oscar Mike Radio. Come in. Come in, Oscar Mike Radio. Sinister One, this is Oscar Mike. I have Ulima Charlie over. Good evening, folks. Today is April 6th, 2017. The year is almost uh, four months over. Time's flying. We're having fun. But hey, you can have fun with me, your host with the most, Travis with Oscar Mike Radio on mission, on the move for our brothers and sisters in arms, past, present, and future. Welcome to tonight's show episode 38 and as always I will start with well almost always start with the question of the week and the question of the week is not a military question it's like uh, hey Trav you, you sound different your, your, your podcasts sound different not in a bad way what's up uh, well you know one of the very uh, first things you learn in the military regardless of what service is uh know yourself and seek self-improvement. I knew I wanted to be better at doing this, so I uh, scrimped and saved and turned in bottled cans and stuff like that and got myself a device that uh, makes my life a lot easier. It's called a Zoom H6, and it's a recorder that does all kinds of cool, crazy stuff, but... Already it has paid dividends with post-production time, the ability to really tune the mic to my voice, and you know, allows me to learn you know, sound engineering in a better, more uh, easier way. So you can be as good as you want to be, but I'm learning in the uh, radio and sound industry that uh, you're really only as good as the technician and equipment you have to record on which is why the 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 old school guys as Frank Sinatra as Tony Bennett's the old opera singers Bing Crosby all those people to as sound as good as they did back in the day with the equipment they had I mean they were really phenomenal artists so I'm in no means, well, I guess I am, but I am getting a lot better than I was when I started this back in episode one. So what you're hearing also is my experience and hard lessons being put to use. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention there's a lot of people out there in the 
podcast world who have given me tips, freely shared information, and in a very positive way, given me the criticism and means to improve what you're hearing now. So all I can say is it's a combination of equipment, experience, and taking good advice. And thanks for listening. So this week I want to talk about for the word and in the military, as we know, the word comes from top and goes all the way to the bottom. It can also be shared, you know, horizontally across rank to rank, person to person, but spread orally. And it can be a story or it can be just a series of orders of what to do next. And this week, I want to talk about a person who's gaining a lot of attention, the, the wrong kind of attention in my view. I want to talk about uh, George Cicerello, the Drexel University professor who tweeted that he wanted to vomit because a person gave up their first class airline seat to a military personnel in uniform. And he tweeted that on Twitter. Now, I'm going to start first by saying that, you know, I've played around with Twitter a little bit. I really don't understand how to make it work exactly just yet for me. I I, I don't have that many followers and I don't actively post on it. But this guy posted this thing on Twitter and it exploded. And I'm I'm hesitant to give Professor Cicerello the, the credit for, you know, raising awareness about this because it really shouldn't even have been said. But what I will talk about is, you know, there's a segment of the veteran population and military population that believes when someone tells you or me, thank you for your service, that those people are somehow being, you know, patronizing or not real or just, you know, trying to make themselves feel better. When someone on Veterans Day or Memorial Day or 4th of July has a discount coupon for, oh, I don't know, it could be anything from, you know, potting soil all the way up to ammunition, you know, some people think that's kind of disingenuous. When you're asked to stand up at a sporting event or, you know, a, a public event because People want to honor you for your service and you feel like you're being, you know, called out. I I want you to think about this story and what this is. This, 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 this person thought it was okay to tweet this, which means he observed what was going on. He came to a conclusion about how he felt and then he posted how he felt online. Now, I've watched the Tucker Carlson interview with him and a couple other interviews where he felt like he was being uh, singled out, where he felt like people did not understand he was trying to raise awareness about what was going on in Mosul and other areas where the U.S. military was, but 
he didn't tweet any of that. He, he tweeted about the fact that another American gave a service member their first class seat. Now, I've never had that happen to me before at an airport. But I can tell you from flying coach in the military and coach today that flying first class and flying coach are, are two very different experiences. I've had people extend courtesy to me in other ways, but not that way. And so whoever did this, and the real story should be about the person who, who did this. They did not have to do that. That seat cost them a lot of money to have, right? But they did it anyway. But this, this man thought it was a good idea to, you know, tweet how he felt. And I'm, I'm not really going to go into the whys he did it. I mean, you could sit there and say it might have been for, it might have been for publicity. Might have been some kind of narcissistic, you know, thing that he wanted attention, so on and so forth. But I'm not really worried about the why. I, I'm just acknowledging the fact that he did. It made him want to vomit because somebody gave up their first class seat to a member of our armed forces. And it's important to realize that even though there are organizations and people who do wonderful things for veterans, there is still a segment of the population out there that feel this way and, and spread this. And yes, as a veteran, and yes, as military people, we defend Professor Cicerello's right to say this, to tweet this. He is free to tell people how he feels. I can tell you that the you know, military personnel that, that was given the first class seat didn't want to vomit. And um, I hope that person got a nice thank you from the military personnel. But my point is, there are still people out there who believe that that's a bad thing, that honoring our personnel is a bad thing. Now, he says on the Tucker Carlson interview, if you watch it, that he respects our military. No, no. He might say that after he's been lamb-blasted on Twitter and on the news and every, everywhere else. But, but he didn't say that. He, he found it appropriate to mock the act of generosity toward one of, you know, my brothers. And I don't care what branch you, you're in. If somebody does that for you and, and, and you did that for one of mine, thank you very much. And I really wish the story was about the person that did it instead of this this man who decided to, you know, passive aggressively, you know, call somebody out for doing this. But to, I'm trying to get back to my point. I'm, I'm varying off here a little bit. Is when someone decides to, you know, give you that honor and do something nice for you as military guys, we need to appreciate that. We need to understand that, you know, they didn't have to do that. They didn't have to see you in your, you know, American Legion uniform or your, you know, BDUs, camis, and say thank you. They didn't have to pick up your tab at the restaurant. 
They didn't have to, you know, do any number of things for you, but they did it. Because for every one person that will do that, there are other people out there that believe that, you know what? Hey, you're just part of the war machine. You, you really don't matter. You're evil. And that's not the case. And also, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny, all the things people get fired over and punished over and, you know, taking the task, you know, in, in their professional academic careers. As far as I can tell, the college has been relatively quiet about this. I, if there's a statement from Drexel about uh, this professor's behavior, I haven't seen it. But I'd really have to ask you, if you sit there and tell me you support the military and your child is going to Drexel and you're paying that tuition, you know, I think you would have to write them at the very least or send an email saying that you don't approve of the kind of uh, staff they hire. Because if he's saying this on Twitter... What's he saying in class to our young people? And if you're in the military and going to Drexel, uh, you're, you're, you got to call him out on this. So, you know, my thing going in this week was not really to glorify anyway and, and not to get juvenile with, you know, making similarities and puns about vomiting and, you know, projectile vomiting and all that. You, you know, my, my, my thing was, I, I, I'm like, you know, I really wish the story had focused on the person who gave up their seat. That's the real hero here, not this guy. I really wish they had gotten a statement from the Army personnel who uh, had gotten the seat and what that meant to them. And so I'm kind of, you know, not too happy that uh, they focused on the, the, the tweet of this one man who uh, did nothing more than sit in his plain seat, get triggered by this act of kindness, and, and didn't go up to the person who, who, who gave up the seat, didn't go up to the military personnel, decided to take the internet to express his displeasure. I mean, he's not the story there. He's not anything, really. And unfortunately, the more attention that is given to him, the more it validates his position and gives him a platform to uh, talk about what's important to him. And it's a messed up thing, and I don't know if I like it. I don't know. I really don't feel like we should give him any more time than he absolutely uh, needs. And I'm considering doing it. I, I think I am going to write the university and tell them how I feel and sign my name to a document saying, that, hey, look, you know, you got veterans, and to go back to the PTSD uh, question I was asked last week, you, you have veterans with PTSD who really believe, right or wrong, that their sacrifices aren't appreciated, and this 
has the potential of triggering a negative response from these people who are trying to move on with their lives. So I've decided that I am going to uh, write the university about this. I will post the letter in the blog portion on OscarMikeRadio.com and we'll see if the university responds. I have no real desire to talk to the Professor uh, Cicerello. I, I really don't care to ever meet him. But since the universities take uh, you know, government money, which is yours and my money, I feel the least they can do is listen to what I have to say and hopefully give me a, a heartfelt response. And I understand on one, on one aspect, they don't really control what their staff says and does. However, I mean, if you sit there and say something that is considered derogatory toward women or certain, you know, other types of statements about race, creed, color, skin, you could find yourself going to, you know, diversity classes, anger management classes, gender studies classes as a way to deal with this. I mean, I'd like to see something happen. I'm not sure to at least let him know the, of the true cost of, of what's going on here and that uh, there are real lives impacted by what he said. So I will write a letter. I will post it once I've sent it, and we'll see if we get a response. To people out there who think that uh, this kind of opinion reflects the majority of how Americans feel about our veterans and military, I, I am pleased to say I don't think this is the majority opinion. I, I've met too many people through all walks of life in this country who, you know, from hunting snakes to making blankets to coordinating um, jobs, you know, fixing houses, there are people out there that truly care about our veterans and the challenges they face, and they want the best for them. However, I feel this is not addressed directly. You know, what is allowed will continue and we'll have a situation where this person is allowed to continue their career with no real impact or consequences for statements they make, whether it's on Twitter, in a classroom, or in another public forum. So that is my word for the week. And... And we'll see what happens. Okay, moving on. Wanted to uh, do something a little bit differently with this part of the show. No complaints from Pogan Grunt this week. Uh, I don't know what's going on. I think it's because the uh, Red Sox are playing, but uh, no complaints, which is worrisome in a way. However, I did hear from a friend of mine at the VA in Providence. His name is Stephen Pina. And he uh, messaged me about uh, a big hiring push they're doing in the Providence VA. And I told him that I would tell my listeners about this. I think it's a very good thing. And I'm always happy to talk about... uh, job opportunities and employments for people 
in the VA. I know the VA gets a uh, bad rap sometimes, but there are people down there that really do want to do the right thing and, and, and have a career helping out veterans. So if you go to usajobs.gov, there is two search fields. One is, um, let me see here, let me pull it up. One is keywords and one is location. So I, I did this. If you type in Veterans Administration in the keywords field and location is Providence, Rhode Island in the location field, it will start pulling up Veterans Administration jobs for that location, and there's already some there. So you can apply for those. You can tell, um, you know, this is the real deal. And some details is the starting pay, according to Mr. Pina, is 49000 at a GS-7 rating with the potential to go GS-10 or 11. So if you are a veteran and look at these jobs and want to know more, felt the job wreck, um, drop his name. If you talk to him, tell him that you heard on Oscar Mike Radio. I will have uh, this posted in this episode's um, blog portion. And I might just uh, do a blog about the province VA as well and this is important I mean you know there there I, I don't think there's never been a better time to be a part of the VA there are there is some real uh, direction now to make sure that the services provided to veterans is is comprehensive and that meets the needs of our, our military uh, I say that because I went to the VA back in 1999. I haven't been back since, and a couple of military guys with uh, a heavier collar than mine, if you will, kind of yelled at me about going back to getting checked out again. And I'm like, oh, God, I, I hate going to doctors. I hate doing paperwork. Do I have to? And, well, the good old first sergeant proceeded to uh, make my rear end a little smaller, if you get my drift. I'm just saying it's a good thing, and, and you know, if if we have people that want to go down there, regardless of where you are in the country, and partake of those services and understand how it works, I think it makes us all better. I think there is an appetite in the United States that if you feel and can prove that you're not getting the care you need from the VA, that you'll be listened to. But also, I want people to understand there are there are there are there are VA personnel I've met, talked to, who go to bed, wake up, and dream about how they can provide the best service possible for uh, veterans. And, and I, w- I don't want to get into this too much now, but one of the areas that's really gained a real second look by the VA in the last couple of years is pet therapy for PTSD vets. Um, there's going to be more to come on this uh, down the road for Oscar Mike Radio, but pet therapy is really gaining ground as an as a alternative therapy solution for vets with PTSD. All kinds of research being done and treatment programs being created, and it's effective. And I don't think that you know six seven years ago 
that would have had the kind of appetite to explore this. It's still relatively a new thing, but now the, the numbers are starting to come in and people are starting to see that, you know, this is a positive thing. So what I'm trying to say is the VA is definitely open to doing more than just throwing pills at the situation. They're looking for creative ways they can help people out. And if you are trying to get help and not sure about the process, drop me an email at travis at oscarmicradio.com and we'll see about getting you in touch with somebody at your local VA who can walk you through the process because I'm having to ask for help. What I did back in 1999 does not apply now. It's all online and they got to pull it all up and it's a process. But again, I don't want to have to talk to the first sergeant again. That, that was not fun. When I'm not in the military anymore, so why was I so, uh, I don't know. Anyway, just uh, go to usajobs.gov and type in uh, Veterans Administration and Providence, Rhode Island for those job wrecks. And if you have any success, let me know. And I hope you can uh, take advantage of some of the offerings out there. All right, this wraps it up for episode 38 of Oscar Mike Radio, which means we got 12 more before I hit a year. It's coming fast. Thanks for listening. Uh, check out the Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, and I look forward to hearing from you. And again, thanks for your support. This is Travis out. Oscar Mike Radio, over and out. Oscar Mike Radio, do you copy? Turns to one actual, I have you five by five. Anchors away, my boys, anchors away. Farewell to college joys, we sail at break of day. Our last night of shore, drink to the poem until Oscar Mike Radio is in route. Copy that, Sinister One. Coming at you from the city of champions, Brockton, Massachusetts.
Come in, Oscar Mike Radio. Oscar Mike Radio, veteran in action, on the move, on mission, always. Protectors of our